We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to... The Light Years Podcast. <laughs> Me and Sam is Fendiari. This is, uh, it's it's Justin Fields week. It's Trey Lance week. It's Mac Jones week. It's a big Niners week. But before we get to uh, special guest Marcus Thompson, Sam, make sure you guys rate, subscribe. If you don't, if you already subscribe to Light Years Podcast, make sure you subscribe to Light Years Premium. Um, rate five stars. Leave a comment. Ask a question. What else? We will be going live Thursday after the Warriors Wolves. We'll call it a uh, Warriors slash Niners draft hybrid Ooh. episode. It's either going to be the happiest or the most angry episode we've ever done. On uh, they could beat the Wolves, help in their draft pick. They could draft Justin Fields, and he's happy. Or they could draft Mac Jones and lose to the Wolves. In which case, yep. um, we might actually. It, it might be too explicit to be posted <laughs> with all that said. Yes. Yeah, subscribe rate five stars. And now to Marcus Thompson. Welcome to, Oh, we're not doing that again. We had an intro Marcus, sir. How are you doing? Oh, I don't get a full intro. Like <laughs> we we record. We recorded an intro before this, so we gave you the uh, greatest writer of oh, all time. I was say, y'all not about to give me some low budget <laughs> intro. No, like, yo, let's just let's just start talking. You know what I'm saying? Nah, <laughs> just right, right into well, it. Since, since right there is an it. intro, since there's already a pre-recorded, you know, super yes. produced intro, then I'm with it. What's up, y'all? I'm happy to be back on Light Years for the first time in I don't know how long. It's, it's it's the beginning of the season. I feel I feel like it's about right. Yeah, um, we had to get you on. I, I love uh, the fact that you you just have the definitive Steph Curry takes. Like your your piece midweek on kind of art versus award basically summarized what I think the entire fan base had been feeling but didn't know how to verbalize all year. So that's my I, job, right? That's what I yeah. do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I guess you're a professional writer. I guess that's, that's how it works. Um, I was going to ask you this. Do you do you get like kind of tired out by these MVP conversations? Because like for me, it was like super exciting when the Warriors were rising up. By now, it's like, do we really have to talk about like Dame or versus Steph versus Luca versus whatever for an award that doesn't really matter? I'm so tired of it. Matter of fact, it feels like I feel hella old <laughs> because it sounds like how my parents, especially my grandmother, used to feel when I played hip hop, right? It's all racket. Like it's all, and as much <laughs> as I try to convince, like, yo, no, this is good music, it's like turn off that racket. That's what it sounds like. All these debates, they just seem so like silly, right? I, I've lost, I've lost all patience for them and I don't even want to participate. It, it feels like an empty conversation. And I don't know, because my daughter's getting into sports, maybe I'm more sentimental about it, and I'm feeling a little like it's about the moment, it's about how we feel, and I'm just becoming a mushy old man. But it just feels like, why, why are we talking about this? Because in 20 years, we will not be talking about this. We will be acting like Steph was the greatest shooter of all time who shot it from the parking lot, and he never missed, and his percentage will be 80%. And then we're talking about how great he was, and now we're parsing like minute details about, oh, well, he's got too many good players now or he doesn't have enough. Like, this is all silly. This is not how we act later on. You know, Larry Bird never missed ever right. <laughs> in the history of basketball. He never missed. That's how we remember these people. So why are we doing this right now is the part I don't understand. Not, that's, that's a great point. When it, I can't think of a single number when I think about like Larry Bird or Magic Johnson, like there's not like a number or some sort of like debate point. You just remember those were the two best dudes of that era. And they, you know, like just unstoppable. Jordan had no flaws. He did nothing wrong. Right. Like that's, just, this is how we remember great ones. We don't do this stuff. It's only like in the moment where we have these debates and conversations. Right. Uh, I remember people feeling like Dominique Wilkins was slept on. Now he's like the greatest game dunker of all time. It's just yeah. we're gonna slap a superlative on him and we'll and we'll move on, right? So I, it feels like what are we doing right now? And Steph has the perfect game for this, right? Can you imagine how people will talk about him later? It's gonna be so embellished and ridiculous. He used to shoot with his left hand. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he used to it was four defenders hanging on him they used to run a five-man trap on him and, you know by the time <laughs> we get done with this it's gonna be crazy like he he builds the narrative for you so what are we doing right now i don't even get it Mar marcus you think steph you still you think steph thinks like that i think steph always kind of finds this little center right uh it, steph is still and forever the kid sitting on his dad's lap, like enamored with the NBA, who, you know, get picked up by Muggsy Bowles and slung on his mm -hmm. shoulder and having shootouts with Mark Jackson. Like that stuff, it just, it creates this uh, appreciation for it all. I think he wants the MVP badly. I think he wants to win a scoring title, but that's more about shutting people up. And the reason he doesn't say it or he could not be bothered by it to the point where he's, ripping other dudes right is that in the end he's still the kid sitting on his dad's lap and the fraternity of the nba beats more to them there's some kind of secret fellowship that he knows he's in that he doesn't want to ever violate he's got good he's got good restraint like you don't see yeah i was gonna it's yeah. crazy yo you, it's uh, crazy you can kind there's of no read way. it a little on his face here and there but like he does a pretty good job of like making it seem like he hears nothing 
if I'm Steph and I'm looking forward to this, I'm looking forward to Steph becoming Kobe. Right. Like latter years Kobe. That just said whatever. And you know what? Him saying I gotta be MVP. I feel like we starting to see the Steph that is starting to say some things. You know what I'm right. saying? He's starting to get a little comfortable. I'm all for 35-year-old Steph talking his talk because he hasn't done it forever. Like he he never does it. And you can tell when he wants to, he's he's got a look on his face, right? He's got a way he's saying it. Like you like Steph wants to say something. But he just he's not gonna do it. Dude. He respects it too much. Yeah, I always I always think of uh, at 2019 after that uh, game six in Houston, you know, when we're at 33 points in the second half. Like, I feel like that's the first. That might be the biggest tell where he's like, oh yeah, I heard what everyone was saying about me. Like that was oh. like the the one time he like let the guard down, which I totally Remember, get. Yeah, when he was like, uh, kick me off the court again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kick me off the court again. Yeah. And he he clearly he, I was trying to get him to talk about that. He did not want to talk about it. <laughs> that was definitely I think that might have been a, a slip though. That might have been a point where he let something behind the scenes come forward. Just he too hyped up in the moment. It. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as long as he's got Andy, does he need to? You know, that's, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of washed, Marcus. He's got, he's got the surrogates. You know, he's got <laughs> he's got he's got the people. He's he needs it. What it what's here's what Steph needs. Here's what he doesn't have. And this is on his camp. They need to get it together. Uh-oh. Where's his Kendrick Perkins? Where's his dude on TV saying Steph stuff? Well, you know, like he needs uh, to mold that guy. Well, Andre, I mean, the Warriors are hoping Andre comes to the. I mean, open while Andre plays for the team next. He's not retired yet, right? Because that that's the closest guy they got. That's the closest it, guy they got. Yeah, or put Draymond on. Uh, uh-huh. Put Draymond on inside the NBA. They need somebody with a mic on first take and all that. Who's just well, it has to be you know, someone. Yeah, who it is, yeah, but, Ryan Russillo. That's who it is. That it, it is Ryan Russillo. He does every podcast. Yeah. He talks about Steph. But but Draymond, he's still he's got two. You know, he's got two people. He's got the clutch. Yeah, he's yeah. got the clutch. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you got to get paid. Can't blame him. And then you got got a guy who you play with. It's hard, right? I'm trying to think of who's recently retired who could play the Perkins role on TV for him. Like maybe Sean Living. No, but he's yeah, he's but already he has- working in the organization. He's not going into media. Nah, so. he, he he needs somebody. He needs somebody. He needs somebody uh, else. Like not one of those guys. Right. He needs a, you know, he who's who who's this Jay Williams? You know what I'm saying? Like he needs one of those. You know, ah. he, you know who you know who it needs to be. They just need him to get a job on TV. Allen Iverson. He yes. Everybody. Iverson would try to get Iverson as a talking head on the shows about Steph. But you know, what you go give Iverson some like Under Armors? Like, you know, <laughs> All right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You got what you got for these dudes. That's true. Bro, I got something to give you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what Steph got. That's the problem. That's a tough one. Some equity, some UA equity. Do you want that? No. A spot spot on one of his inspirational movies. You don't give a role. (laughs) Oh, man. What? I don't even. A lot of inspirational movies, man. We were going to do Steph, how great he is this season. And then we were going to do Steph, you know, next season. But I guess we're doing Steph <laughs> Under Armour and inspirational movies in the middle. Um, lifetime, lifetime family <laughs> films. Yeah. Um, I always wonder about that. How do you feel about them making some noise in the playoffs here? Because just watching the way they're playing right now, I'm having a hard time not seeing them like scaring the hell out of Utah. Or someone like that to get like they're not the best, they're not a better team, but it it just kind of sets up well for them to scare one of these top seeds. I feel like I've always felt that way, 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that, like, they kind of owe Draymond and Steph. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, we're going to do this again with this season that's not basically for a championship. At least let us stunt a little bit in the playoffs, right? <laughs> like, and those two dudes with nothing to lose, like, in a season where you know you don't have the championship pressure, I feel like this is what this is what they have left. Give them this, right? The ability to go in there and scare a team to death and maybe even pull it out. Like, I think they they get Denver. You know, they get there. Can you yeah. just imagine them taking Denver again? You know what I'm saying? Like, eight years <laughs> later, yeah, and, you yeah, know, just for, like when they first just came for wherever again. Like, you, you, you give them that after what they've been through. Like, I feel like that was that's the least they can do for, for this team. And that's why I think it's good they're going for it. Because you can tell they're a little energized by this opportunity just to go out and make some noise. But, but are like, they giving it to because I don't know, aren't they just isn't Wiseman just out and they just gotta play kind of this way? Like are they have they given them guys where they feel like, hey, you guys can have a shot at this thing? I don't I feel like they kind of backed into that because because they don't nah, have to develop. No, nah, Nico Manuel would be out there if he wasn't doing it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, jeez, uh, yeah. Don't... It'll be you know uh-huh. you wouldn't see Watson Scott or Anderson, right? You'd see Smiley Jeets, you'd see uh, you wouldn't see Damian Lee getting all these minutes. Like he's playing the guys who get you those get you those moments. Right? Shot. He JTA should be playing regardless, though. That, that, he should I mean, be, like, but that's not that's not the development move. That's the win now move. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he always has two shooters on the court, right? Like remember that was a time where he just wouldn't do it. Uh sure. it's always a sure. boulder on the court. It's always a uh a lead. Uh, Damian Lee. Yeah, somebody else with Steph on the court. Uh you could just see Steve's going for it, right? He he's now Uber is playing his best position off the ball. Absolutely, right. I mean, sorry, off the bench, off the bench, off the bench. Yeah, and you know he's like, you know, tweaking minutes and you know altering that stuff, bringing people in. So yeah, he's Steve. Steve's about that life now. It took him a while to get there, but he's about that life. Do you think it was because like? Look, Andy and I have been frustrated with Steve all year. <laughs> Y'all been hating on Steve, man. Yeah, oh, man, like but crazy. It, but it Andy's is. He's totally dismissive though. Like at least you, Sam, you're critical, right? You just yeah. like maybe a bit overly critical, but critical. I'll second, Andy's guess, I'll just second guess myself. <laughs> Andy's like, can he go already? Like, like, geez, Marcus, if you need something done, you know, you don't, you don't toe the line. You know, you, you got to go all the way one way and then have them meet you in the middle. You know, you don't you don't ask for what you want. You ask for something more. Andy's letting you, for what you want. Andy's letting you know he asked for three hundred k in his last job interview. Just <laughs> That's what I'm no saying. He's, this dude is using negotiation tactics and analysis. <laughs> like, what? Uh, hey, look, I I can't. Um, the guy, the guy. It is. I, I enjoy that Steve Kerr has stopped talking to the fans through media. I I have. I am enjoying that now. So, um, in the middle of the season, it seemed like he was too much on the timeline and and kind of having fun with the people but then it's like yeah it's cool to have fun when your team is amazing it's not that cool when you're hovering around 500 right how come you don't respect this the dude being the same though like not changing that is like, he has not like, changed hey, that is true 15 win team or 59 <laughs> win team steve is steve man that's the most secure dude in the world right <laughs> yeah he is isn't that a problem <laughs> he is the most secure dude in the organization i think they I, fired kirk before they cut fired steve <laughs> I can never, I can just never tell how much of that early season weirdness and just the stubborn rotations and stuff like that was trying to play games with the front office or maybe appease them or how much of it was like Steve genuinely believing it. Cause like, 
I think Ubre was definitely, you know, if he had his way, he probably would have brought him off the bench a little earlier. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't think Steve is a big Ubre guy, <laughs> which is odd because he's been talking this defense scrappiness. Right. Like all year. And it was like, I mean, that's the defense scrappy guy. So you kind of don't mm. like him, but then you want to play like this. He loves Wiggins for that stuff. Right. He loves Wiggins. Uh, Steve, Steve is just, you know, he's a, he's a coach, man. He's stubborn. Like, all right. coaches are stubborn. They have their ways. That's why I'm like, people are like, it just, I'll stop answering them. It's like, are you going to ask Steve this? Like, why? We've asked him the same question for six years. You know the answer. You know the reasoning. So just be pissed off about it. Like, what you want me to keep doing? <laughs> Like you know, I'm not about to keep asking a dude the same question over. And yeah, over we can and over we can so hear for the better. We can hear for the hundredth time that he likes the pick and roll. He just likes balance more. Yeah, like it's like we answer. already know what he thinks. Like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> like, he coaches. This is how coaches are, man. They've then you get to be an NBA coach because you believe in your philosophy and your system and all that. I do think Steve Strength is managing the personalities and stuff like that's right. what he was so good at is just keep it perspective and balance. And I think this year was a learning curve. Like he ain't never like had to coach like this before. Right. He's never had to do it. Like he's never had to manufacture wins. Like right. Terry Stott's been doing this his whole career. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like Steve had to learn, you could watch him literally learning how to do it. Like, and that's cool. I know people like Andy are like, nah, get him out of here. Let's go run him out of here. But <laughs> this is first year literally in that situation. His first year actually having to for where he is the difference between winning and losing. Not like the players are great right. and we just got to get to the max. In the end, they just don't have the talent and he's got to get some wins. Like Spo is like going to get you wins. Eric Spoelstra will get you some wins. Steve had to learn how to be that type of coach. You could see him like growing in that area. He did mention that uh, in a quote a few weeks ago that he hasn't, he's been doing this for what, like six years only, like, like coach wise, which, which is true. But then he just backs out that quote and say, and says uh, like underhand compliments himself and says, you know, people thought I was an offensive genius when I first came. It's like, what, what? you know, <laughs> typical, typical Steve playing, playing games with the media. Um, but no, I, I'm with you. It's just, it's a lot of, uh, it's a it's a lot of stubbornness that it's just what do we do we need well, to see I, this do we do we need it's it's most frustrating i think when you have to see it on a team with steph curry i think nobody would care on a team with 15 wins where draymond is the best player right here's but, why i don't but mind if it's that, steph that's here's the why i don't one. mind that which which part that it's on a team with steph okay steph at any moment can change all this and he doesn't do it at any moment, Steph would be like, listen, give me the ball right now. High pick. What's Steve going to do? What's he going to do? So if Steph is cool with it. But people people I'm aren't gonna, people aren't going to criticize I'm not a surrogate. Steph, I'm not going to be a surrogate. No, he got to give you that. I'm he got to give me it. some money. If, Steph, if Steph's going to do it, then I'll say it. If Steph is pissed, I'm going to write he's pissed. If Steph ain't saying it, I'm not about to say it for him. Like, but, nah. but I think people are going to have to get mad at someone. I think, like, earlier this season, I, I think Sam and I were even saying, look, if Steph wants to come in with eight minutes left, he can just walk into the court. Who's going to stop him? Literally. <laughs> who's just, check, just check who's himself in. Him? Just say, who's going to stop him? Nico, come over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? But, like, nobody's going to get mad at him. I think that's part of it, too. Like, the, the people that it's easiest to get mad you at. You can't get Steve. mad at Steph. Right? You can't. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, it's a and that's Steve's job is to take it. Like that's his job is to take mm-hmm. the criticism. Like he's the coach, man, and he's well compensated for it, right? That's why he, <laughs> you know, he he got mm-hmm. he got his money. He got paid. You got to take it. But all coaches are this way, man. Like Mark Jackson was this way. Greg Popovich is this way. Like they mm-hmm. all get stubborn, uh, and people are looking at the stuff as like, yo, they're adjusting, but. It, it always takes them a little time at least coaches don't flip like that they believe in what they're doing like they spent all off season like in in like retreats and stuff convincing <laughs> themselves this is the way right like it's all been worked out they're not about to change after two games see i think the most interesting thing is i don't know if steve is good at developing young players i don't know these bad at it either it's just like he kind of took over a veteran team. He did the job as well as anyone could. Like Wiseman is the first lottery pick he's ever had, you know? So it's like, and that's where I'm kind of trying to figure out, like a lot of the Warriors, I guess the, the fan base's uh, kind of ire is like, they're kind of drifting in the wind. You, you got Steph, who's you still good enough to compete for titles with if you have the right roster around him. You also have like this 19 year old who's super talented, but clearly a couple of years away. And it's just like, I, I don't know what direction they're going. It feels like, you know, they're just kind of drifting in the wind. I mean, you know what direction they're going. This is another like pause year until they can play for a championship again. It's just that nobody wants to actually say that. Sure. <laughs> right. But yeah, next year is there will be no development, right? Next year is like, yo, Wiseman, if you can't play, you can't play period like that that's just what it is wow. like nobody was nobody was developing damian damian jones right wow right, right. <laughs> it's like yo that that was part of the problem you couldn't develop it like so yeah can't you see can you see next year them running wiseman out there for 30 minutes but, if he can't produce they're not like clay steph and draymond are not taking that but no they need, they didn't need Damian Jones. They I don't know if they need James Wiseman, but they kind of need him to be a good basketball player. They need, it depends on who they get. It depends right. on who they get. Yeah, but they okay. might trust like, Wiseman to get that though. <laughs> I mean, like if they, if they if Serge Ibaka's on this team, dude, okay, it's, it's okay. a different team. We're having a different conversation. It's oh, okay to bring James Wiseman along, right? They struck out on those guys. That's one of the reasons I think one of the big deals about Steph's like resurgence this year or surgence is that. Like these other free agents who were turning Warriors down, thinking it was over, might be like, Ooh, "Oh, hold on, like Steph's still that dude, right? Yeah. Steph's still that dude." Like they they tried to get Ibaka, they tried to get Mark Gasol. All of dudes was yeah. like, "Yo, we out, we go to the Lakers, we yeah, go to the Clippers." The yeah. minute Clay got hurt, I, I completely understand why those vet guys who want to go on contenders are like, "Yeah, no, nah, yeah. you guys aren't it." <laughs> I mean, it's right. They're but if Steph is cooking like this. <laughs> right you know if Steph is looking like this and Wiggins is like resurrected or the best he's ever looked and you know what I'm saying like this looks like a guy who's not done which means hold on a second when Clay gets there and Steph is still an MVP player like now you might have a better chance landing one of those dudes and you can you can therefore just put Wiseman in positions where he's good instead of trying to develop where he's not like and i feel like next year lower the pressure stuff is out, yeah, yeah all that stuff is out the window like they're not going to be they're not posting up wiseman with clay steph wiggins on the court it's just not yeah. happening i believe it i believe that when i see it <laughs> i believe that when <laughs> I, I believe it. i believe the patience that steph and draymond has shown will be eroded i'm not saying 
you know, Steve might actually try it. But I'm just saying those dudes next year are like, nah, bro. Like, this is <laughs> this is our shot. Steph's already kind of impatient about it. What did he be next year? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's – they've got to do that for these guys. They just yeah. have to. Yeah, I mean, it's, at least that's I – mean, some people say Steph's not impatient enough <laughs> with what's going that's, on. Yeah. And then, but then I also agree with the, I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do this season as much as quote unquote going for it, but I guess they're trying to, it now trying to do it now. I don't know about the JTA stuff, Draymond. I wasn't, uh, um, I mean, uh, with JTA and Draymond and kind of how Steve isn't playing I don't, I feel like he doesn't want to play those guys together as much, but I don't get that where it's the, the non-developmental piece, right? It's he, he might be closing next season in closing lineups. Like there is a chance that they close with Juan Scano Anderson next season. So when you say like, oh, they, they're developing guys, so he's not playing, that doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't... It, it, but that's where the front office stuff comes in, right? Because Juan Scano Anderson is not supposed to be one of the developing guys. He's he's supposed to be a he's lower piece. on the priority list. Yeah, he's yeah. supposed to be a filler piece. Uh, same, for me, the same is with Jordan Poole. Like, it was weird. It was like, yo, I want to play him next to Nico because, right, right, you know, right. he's not really a point guard. It's like, yo, give him minutes with the ball in his hands now mm-hmm. because next year mm-hmm. is when he's going to have the ball in his hand. You're not playing Nico Mannion next year. You will be playing Jordan Poole. And that was the weird kind of liminal space they were in, right? It's like yeah, you just, you're trying to win, but you want to develop. And I'm like, yo, put the ball in Jordan Poole's hands. Period. Let him if he's gonna fail, he's gonna fail. It can't be worse than you know some of these other guys. So, and you can see him doing that now. But for me, I mean, that's part of the development. It's what he it's what he wasn't able to do with Patrick McCall because they were winning championships, right? It wasn't it's what it, it's not what he was able to do with Damian Lee or uh, what's the, what's the other guy name? Uh, Jordan Bell. Bell. Oh yeah, yeah, Jordan oh, Bell. Older, they didn't yeah. get these opportunities, so you got to use them while you have these players. Uh, and I feel like. Jordan Poole, Watson, Scott Anderson, uh, those are your development gems, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like those are the ones where you're like, okay, yeah. we know how this is this is what we can do. And I don't even think it's Steve's job to develop. I think it's the it's the franchise's job to develop, right? It's like they're the ones who are doing it. It's the people behind the scenes who are building DeMarco, right? G League guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those guys. You know, you, one guy who seems to be at the center of all this is Chris Weems, right? right. Aaron Miles. When's your profile right? piece Ron coming out on, on Chris? I know you did the, the Aaron Miles one. That's how we know. I try to I try to space out my profiles on the black people <laughs> just so people don't think I'm out here with like some kind of BLM agenda. So <laughs> it, it, it's, it's coming. <laughs> I don't you gotta mix. To say to that. You gotta mix in a white guy every now and you then. Just say to throw guy, people yeah. Oh my god! I, mean, I don't I see the Demarco kidding. piece coming. So yeah, there you go. Maybe, maybe never. Demarco, I'm, I'm gonna give you this one. It's like Demarco really doesn't want a piece, man. He's like, you gotta talk, like right. <laughs> number one, you gotta talk, and he doesn't really like to. He doesn't really like to be out there like that, you know. But yeah, I, I do feel like. A DeMarco just, just do another one on just do another one on Kirk and Kent. Just run it back. <laughs> right, run it back. You know, uh, there's a there's a guy I want to do a piece on uh Ryan Atkinson. He's the GM of the uh Santa Cruz Santa Cruz Warriors. Yeah, his story is incredible. So, but you know, you gotta space them out, man. I'll try to get them all in February. I just couldn't do it. Right. Try to get them all. <laughs> <laughs> But, but you know, it's beyond 28 this year, so I get a, I got a pass. 
think I think um what was it? There was a Slaker just did the Jordan Poole one. Um, I guess who would be a uh, Kevon Looney's playing well, but there's been done one done on the the one I did like though was Connor doing the one on um uh, on Kirk. Well, it wasn't really on Kirk and Kent, but it was on the other guy, which I I'm not gonna say his, I forgot his name, and I don't want to butcher it. But hey, that was said, funny. I, I, I'm not gonna say his name, like like he I forgot knew it, but there were. You like that one? Hey yeah, Sam, cut like that, that out. That. Cut that part out. <laughs> cut that piece out. You not know. But uh, I I was I hold was on. What piece are you talking about? The on, one where uh, he had the dude um who had to ball. tell Steve to run ball and who? See, yeah, I knew I was the director of analytics. Direct, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't read anything outside of the athletic. I'm sorry. Company man, I like that. That's cool. I only listen to my own podcast. I'm, <laughs> I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. Well, he, uh, like I don't. Who writes? Who gets to write a piece about being being uh, telling the coach to run pick and roll, and then having that come out with a with a picture with a glowing pick of Kirk and Kent in front of a whiteboard? I thought that was one of the funniest pieces of the season. I don't think that was his choice, though. But <laughs> the, the, the image, <laughs> I'm gonna say, Connor's good, man. He knows how to write. He's got some. Bars. You never, you never get to pick your own images, do you? In your articles, right? Or, or, or I, when, when the athletic first started, I did. Okay. Uh, and we was wilding, but then they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna take away those. We're gonna take away those privileges." Now, now you just, now you just praying someone doesn't embarrass you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, man. I was wild. My headlines was crazy. I was sitting there. I was spending right. more time with the headlines than the story because <laughs> I never wrote headlines before. I'm like, listen. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Go. I'll turn it all into like a movie, that movie preview drama. Right. (laughs) I heard that voice in my head and a guy doing a preview every headline. They were, then I tried to do it one time. I tried to pick a photo, and we were blocked out. I was like, I don't get to pick my photo anymore. Like, it's like, nah, <laughs> we got this. We got this. That's Cal Kami now. All right. I'll, I'll make sure to let Tim know if I dislike any pictures he chooses. I'm sure that'll go over well. Um, <laughs> don't get blocked. <laughs> Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded the best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line so if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes it's perfectly okay but if it's bothering you there are options go to roman.com slash light years now with roman you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ed all from the comfort and privacy of your home 
a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash lightyears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash lightyears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Getroman.com slash lightyears. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. Yeah, I wanted to go back to what you were saying on uh, Steph and Draymond getting impatient. So I feel like that's like the second thing we get. We have we asked if anyone had questions. Half of the questions are the same version of what are they going to do in the offseason? What kind of pressure is Steph going to put on the front on the front office, et cetera? Um, and I just I just don't know. I mean, like, what what do you think, Marcus? Where do you think they go in the offseason? Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, are we talking Bradley Beal available? Sure. I mean, it, yeah. The, 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 re- so. the reality of the matter is like they, they either do what you're saying, which is like Steph goes off in the off season and they're able to get one of those vets uh, and then they still have like Wiseman and some new rookie and they're trying to do this whole strength and numbers thing or they just trade it all for some one dude. Right. Yeah. I, I, I do feel like there's a, 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 there's a, who depending on who's available, there's a possibility to trade at least one of those picks Wiseman. And then whatever salary you can match, you know, you know, throw Wiggins in there. I think there's some, is there some, uh, you know, they can get a, what you call them, they trade exceptions sure. for Ubre somehow. Like there, there's definitely a universe where if one of these big guys are available, I'm telling you, I just believe Steph and Draymond is going to be all up in Bob Myers' office. Like, yeah. yes, you got to go get this guy, right? Uh, I, and I think that's why Steph has been patient because I do think he's aware of what's on the table. Right? I do think he's like, they're telling him and he's like, what, what's the move that is available that we can make and do it right now? Like he knows it's not there. Uh, he seems to know it's not there anyway. I just, I just can't see them saying, okay, let's, let's run it back again and, 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 and try to build something like just add and, another rookie. And yeah, you know. I just, I, I see them saying like, yo, we need some help. We need this. Uh, and they'll have the pieces to, it doesn't, ha- it might not have to be the major move. It's like what you said, get it, get a reliable center, right? Get another right. playmaker. You can do those type of things with some of the resources they have. Uh, and, you know, Steph Clay, Draymond, you know, Wiggins, you know, hopefully you get uh, one of these draft picks who can like, is good enough to come in and give you something. You know, yeah. where you're not leaning on him to save the day, but just like, yo, man, all I need is like a good seven points for you as a defense. But they're, they're going to have to do something. Like, if, the, if they, they have to do something. And I feel like with Steph and Draymond and Clay, who's basically on the bench, like emotional, right? Like, mm-hmm. that was wild like, to see. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, it means too much to them. And this is two seasons in a row. So they owe it to him. And I feel like, I feel like they want to do it. The question is who's available. That that's really the question, and a lot of that I think is going to come down to how these playoffs shake out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, 
some some people some people don't look too well the postseason you know things don't go well i feel like it's like yo there's some people who could be available i mean the lakers could play the clippers in round one and then and then if the clippers lose in round one again well i guess maybe last year was round two either way it doesn't matter they're not in the western conference finals after what they did in the second half it's not pretty, right? Like that's one team that we. That's, so when, that's when guys call, get unhappy. You call it Paul George to the Warriors. That's I, I, I don't know anything. I'm just saying, like that would be a fun team, right? Like that would be a fun team to say, well, you guys can't win. You got you guys are the most one of the most talented teams in the league, but you can't, you win. can't win. Yeah. I mean, what's different next year for the Clippers if they lose in first round to the Lakers? Which if they played in round one, I think the Lakers are going to win, right? Like most people would. I mean, Paul George is a good is a good, he's a good basketball player. Paul George is nice, pretty good. He's really good. <laughs> Paul, Paul George is nice. Hey, hey, the Bay ain't too far from Palmdale, so you know. <laughs> Even know where Palmdale is, like an hour from you know LA. Right? Yeah, so, he, hour he'd, he'd be right there. Mm-hmm. He'd be right there. He'd be flight away. Right It'd be easy. Yeah. Be, write that article. Write that article, Marcus. That feature, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, you know, people got that on Twitter. I'll be all right. Uh, ben Simmons. Is Ben Simmons available if Philly flame out? What's Ben what's Ben Simmons gonna do for you if you also have Draymond though? It's like the same thing, right? Are we not watching Juan Toscano Anderson next to Draymond? Juan will shoot the ball though. Yeah, he will. Man, look, you 40%. get 40%. Yeah, see, see, this is this is let me point out Sam's hypocrisy here, right? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Yes. All season long. You gotta adjust to your players. You gotta right. adjust to your player. And now he's gonna reject one of the best players in the world because you can't figure out how to adjust. You get Ben <laughs> Simmons and you adjust. Period. That's what you do. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't you- want Ben Simmons because we got <laughs> this. You get Ben Simmons and you figure I'm not it saying out. That. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know why uh, Daryl Morey would do that, but you know. So that's my. Yeah. Facts. Fair I'm enough. Gonna- I'm in on Simmons. I'm in on, I mean, hey, I want to go, what about, what about Bradley Beal? You mentioned him first. Do you think they'd actually, that's the one that I swear gets the most 50, 50, like, cause everyone, everyone's like Ben Simmons. Yes. I would like to have a six ten perennial all-star or like, you know, obviously Giannis or someone like that. There's not a lot of thought that goes into whether you'd want that player or not, but Beal, I swear 50% of people are like, ah, oh, he's too small to play next to Steph. There, there is some of that, but I do think he's strong enough. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Bill works, number one, because you don't know what you're getting from Clay, and that's a great safety valve. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. If Clay is like needs more time, you got a good walk at 30 points for Bradley Bill. Uh, and then secondarily, it, it, I think you could get – I think Bill looks like an easier get. Like you won't have to give up the farm for Bill. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I don't know if his market is going to be such to where you'd be like, "Hey, everything, three first round picks, like all our young right. talent." Like, you you know, you give up a piece of young talent, a pick, throw in Wiggins, whatever. Like, I feel like you can do some things and and still have a nice bounty with with a uh, bill. And now all you need is like a, a reliable center. But I mean, we see where the league is going, where you you how disadvantaged you are without spacing and another offensive playmaker like he's a perfect spacer and offensive playmaker right he's a guy who gets to the bucket so you start envisioning lineups with bill steph clay draymond and a center how, how do you guard that? <laughs> that, that that's gonna be a tough guard it's, it'll be like brooklyn light you know what i'm saying especially if clay gets to be pretty 
you know, back to himself and you got three dudes who can shoot it, three dudes or at least two dudes who can create off the dribble. And I think Clay is kind of underrated in that area. It'd be tough to guard. It'd be tough to guard. And you just need a, you need a defensive center like to, to, to help you with that back line because bring bring Zaza downstairs, get him out front office. We're good to go again. What's David West doing? Where he at? What are you doing? Where, what is David West doing? Maybe he could be. He could be one Start of the basketball leagues. Uh-huh. Start a basketball. League. Wow, I was gonna say he'd be a good TV guy he's, too, but maybe he's too smart, smart to deal. He'd be, smart he'd be, he'd be that, too, yeah. yeah, I was gonna David say David West is out here solving problems, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not being the problem. Dr- he out here addressing <laughs> issues. You know, <laughs> not not being the fucking problem. I I guess if I were Steve Kerr, I would say. You know, I am unguardable on offense, but who the hell am I guarding in a postseason series with this lineup? If if I were Steve Kerr, seems like he cares about defense a lot more. So if you don't have, yeah, he does. But if you don't have Beal and you run it back, like what you got with some fillers, who you guard now? I I agree. Like you got, you kind of have the same problem. Uh, and I do think if this season taught you anything, it's it don't matter. How, it doesn't matter how good you play defense, man. You got to yes. be able to get a bucket. Like, period. You got to be able – it's only going to be harder in the playoffs. You got to get a bucket. Andrew Wiggins is shooting 39% on wide open threes. <laughs> like, like the buckets are there, right? He's getting wide open shots. He's got 153 three-pointers where the defender is at least six feet away. Yo, that's hella threes. Yeah. Like, he hit 50% of those. It's a whole different season. For him. He's an all-star, right? Like, you gotta like play it next to Steph. You gotta be able to convert those buckets. You watched that game the other night against uh, uh, Denver. Boulder misses that open corner three, and the game. Well, you almost lose the game because of that. You know, like it went down to that seven. game. Yeah, it's like that that bucket that don't put you away against the Warriors. Everybody hit that shot. Tony Snell never misses that shot. Like those. That's the difference, man. You gotta be able to get a bucket, and I think the Warriors kind of underrated that this year. <laughs> we have we have we have defense. learned i think we've learned top five defense doesn't mean anything unless you're like elite like lakers defense is pretty elite absolutely you've got that defense but if you've got like a top five st- statistical defense it really in today's age it really doesn't mean anything like that that's what's the difference between that and like the 15th ranked against the brooklyn nets or a team that's contender you're getting you're getting ripped apart regardless top five defense only matters if you have a great offense then it's the ability to do both you're not winning anything in this league where you can only do one. It's just not, it's not happening. You'll be able to make a little noise, but it's now, not, it's more not than anything. You need a versatile defense. The one thing I think we have, we've learned is like, if you got guys who can't match up against specific or against different types of offense, go bear. Yeah. Go bear is the obvious example. Great rim protector. And they're going to be terrified if they play the warriors because yeah. Steph's going to run a high Literally screen at PTSD. him every t- yeah, yeah, Exactly. Gonna, and it's going to wake up in the middle of the night, turning in circles, like sleepwalking. <laughs> Whereas like, I mean, I, isn't that really why the Lakers are the best? Like there's no offense you can run. That's going to make Anthony Davis or LeBron a defensive liability. Yeah. Like they can match up to anything, right? Anything. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, anything that, and you, you would figure the Clippers should be able to as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, Except their size, like they don't have Davis's size, they don't have a versatile of that size. You know, maybe uh, Trez. They don't even have Trez anymore. Jeez, I don't. Trez Ibaka on the Lakers can get yeah. out there. Yeah, 
Yeah. Ibaka can get out there if he can still like switch on the perimeter and be if he good. can stay healthy. Yeah. yeah, if he can do it. But yeah, that that's really the key is like, but even if you don't score, you got to be able to answer. Or if you don't stop him, you got to be able to come back. Like that's right. you got to be able to come back. It doesn't matter if you hold a dude to 40 percent from the field. If you hold a great player to 50 percent, like you know, that's all part. Look at what Jokic did. You know, he wasn't incredible, but he shot like 50 something percent from the field. He had a good percentage. You held him down. You're not stopping these dudes. You're not stopping them. You, you, you got as timely stops as being able to play defense in the, in the moments. But if you can't keep up with these dudes, you're not, it's nothing you can do, man. Like you're not winning. You got to be able to, what, how are you going to keep up with Utah? How you going to score enough? These, all they do is pass and shoot threes. <laughs> That's it. Like, what's the defense for that? At some point, you got to be able to get buckets with them. Yeah, I mean, even that game the Warriors won against the Jazz, the Jazz took 15 more threes than them. They just didn't make them that night. Like, literally, all on a different night. That used to be the Warriors, night. right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they should know this formula. Mm, it was like we got things we, we gonna counter the formula by doing what they used to do that's how we used to be like that was they gotta be able to get buckets man period yeah i remember an oracle used to be the steph clay uh i think it was a tk that used to call it the steph clay math equation where it was just they would just shoot if they could be down yeah. nine it wouldn't matter two threes and they're back in um not now it's like it, it's like now it was they like get up and it don't matter yeah <laughs> i mean i mean up up 15 or whatever it is right and 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 it's just I don't know. I, I do feel kind of bad for some of the role players. I think Michael Mulder was having a, a rough go the game before the last one just because he doesn't get to play much and he's supposed to be a shooter. So he gets thrown in there to be a shooter and uh, he's not making the shots because he doesn't play as often. But it, it's tough to be those guys too if you're not playing as much, right? Like I think Mulder and hold Lee, on, those hold guys. On, hold on. Let me get my violin. <laughs> All right, go. No, I, I think no, just I think it's hard to be these like Damian Lee. I think it's hard. Of course, it's hard, man. <laughs> it's well, I, well because they don't play enough. I think it's it's the problem. They only get to play certain amounts, and then they get they sit out for weeks at a stretch. I'm talking about earlier the season, right? And then they'll come back in. They'll get thrown in. They're expected to make shots, and they'll sit out again. I don't know. Like it's it's hard versus having a real role. Let's uh, let's that actually reminds me. This is one of the questions I actually did love that um, we got on Twitter. Outside of the core guys, so you know, Staff, Clay, Draymond, who of who on this roster do you want to see back next year? Obviously, want Scott Anderson. Uh, yeah, obviously, duh. I mean, I think everyone uh, does at this point. Uh, he's a huge fan favorite. I huge. I feel so bad for him that well, I don't I don't feel bad, but just how much would Oracle have just? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Don't why don't do that, man. Come on. Yeah, that's true. We're just fans. We're just fans in general. <laughs> don't don't yeah, yeah, do just... this, man. No, <laughs> this is not what I need today, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't need this Oracle. Like you know, what I'm saying, like, come on, you're killing me. I'm talking about Oracle Park. You know, like how much would baseball fans? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, some of it depends on what can you get and where you can, where right. you can upgrade, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in the minority. But I want to see Uber back just because I or how about this? I will know more if they make the playoffs and get past the play in game. I just want to see him in a seven game series like playoff Uber. I want to see just what kind of disruption he can cause to like an opposing star. Right. Like that's one of the great things about Clay, man. 
especially in the playoffs when he's guarding these point guards, is he's never going away. Like he's like he's always there. Right. Like if you're Damian Lillard, like you these guys, you're like Clay's always there. Like you're gonna you get 40, Clay's there in your face, six foot seven, leaning on you, chasing right. It, it just wears on you, and you gotta have a different level to be able to get through that. I feel like Ubre has the same potential, right? Where he's just like, all right. You're going to build this guy, and he's not going anywhere. Constant energy and hair just in your face, right? It's just like every time you got somebody constantly swiping at you, you got to always protect the ball, right? He's just always there. And I feel like that that those type of features, Draymond's the same way, right? Those type of guys usually work in the playoffs. If you give them a game plan, hmm. simplify it, right? It's like just – just take this dude away. Make him a, just give him a nightmare. Like they do to Steph, right? Can you imagine? That's like, you know, people like, yo, the Warriors could beat Denver. If Steph is choosing, he'll want to deal with Composo for seven games. Like, he's like, yo, get this dude off me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, but some of those guys could just be, I want to see how much of a nuisance he can be off the bench, right? <laughs> I want to see how much of a nuisance he can be. And is it enough where you can deal with some of his like tunnel vision on offense, right? Because if he's moving and he's slashing and Draymond's finding him, like he can be productive on offense. But man, can he just take out a guy on 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 defense? Can can he just say if they play Portland, CJ McCollum is me and you all series, <laughs> like every time? Can he, can he make can he make life hell for Donovan Mitchell? Yes, or, like or Devin series. Booker. Here Actually, that all series. That's revenge, um, revenge series. Phoenix. I was gonna. I was gonna say that. That's um. Who would you rather the Warriors play? Uh, if they make the playoffs, it's almost for sure gonna be uh, Utah or Phoenix who they match up with. Like it just does. I don't see a way in which Denver gets up to to two. So, and I don't see a way in which the Warriors end up like the six or five seed. They're gonna be the seven or the eight. Yeah, it's it's. Man, I love that Phoenix team, yo. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just they're just good, man. They're just I love good that all the Phoenix way team. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say the Utah is the better matchup for them. I'd mm-hmm. rather see the Phoenix series just from a basketball fan. Get like some Steph old against Chris Paul. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Man. Like, I love Mikael Bridges' game, right? Like, I, I would love to see that matchup. Then you got the the Ubre Revenge Tour. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love to see. I would love to see if Draymond could take can force uh eight off the court and you know how they would counter i feel like utah like the rudy gobert thing is going to be a problem right <laughs> like yeah unless unless steve is just like yo we're gonna run off ball steph all series but otherwise if he could if he could just get him in a pick and roll get him involved i feel like they can play they can play gobert off the court so that's probably the best matchup for them even though i feel like they've got so many shooters and you're right. kind of banking on like Royce O'Neal and you know and Yang to not make everything they throw up right, yeah. but if they do, Steph's that's a wrap. Yeah. Steph, yeah. Steph could yeah. Steph could uh, score, you know, could average like ten threes a game, and they could still be outshot from three by Utah. No question, no <laughs> question. That that's the problem with Utah. So I, I think their hands full either way. I think man, they would much rather face like a Denver, 
right you know figure out figure out that way but yeah if, if you got to pick one i want to see warriors phoenix like that's the series that i would want to see but warriors utah is probably who do you think matchup. who do you think they would rather play like if you're staff if you're draymond utah. if you're steve Kerr, utah. they all they utah, all are it's got to be utah okay right utah. yeah utah yeah so who else i want to see on this team i mean i obviously jordan Poole, right um, yeah uh, one of these guys, depending on who they get, uh, I, I I still like Pascal. I was gonna ask you. I like Pascal for a while. Really? Yeah, he has the problem. See, this is like Sam. I think you're right, and that you gotta adjust to your team, man. Like, right. You just have to, and he's got a, a bankable skill that they don't have. Right. He's six foot six. He's strong as like he's super strong. And he can put his head down and get to a bucket. Like they don't have that, right? And if he works on his game and refines his game, is if he get that mid range right, I don't know why they didn't work on the shot. Maybe it was Corona, but if they could fix that shot, uh, he shoots a decent percentage for such a funky shot, right? So you, the I mean, he should, and he hits eighty percent. He hits eighty percent from the line. So like it's yeah. much like he can shoot it. He just hasn't figured out how to. Man. I think part of the problem sometimes is they don't have a dude who can just go get a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously if that, if that spot is filled by a better player, obviously you take that. That's one of the mm-hmm. spots, but man, sometimes you just gotta, you need a guy. And I've been, I've been saying this since Rodney Stuckey, like, yo, <laughs> get a guy in there who could get a bucket against any defense. Right. And I think, I think he has that potential. I don't think he's there yet against any defense, but I think he's got the potential to be an effective inside and out. Uh, I, I, I definitely think if, you know, if nothing else changes, that's a tool you could use. Just like Damian Lee, bankable skills, use them. It's like on you to use them. It's on you to maximize them and manipulate them. Like you can't just be like, oh, here's the system. And where do you fit? Like, cannot disagree. Make, yeah, you gotta make it, you gotta make them fit. And I think these dudes have skills that can fit. Like even baseball, it's like, Baseball, you just gotta put him in the right spot in the right position. Cause if you don't, he's gonna burn you. But if he if you do, he's gonna be great. And that's on you, kinda. Cause he is who he is. The dude is what? How is he 30? Yeah, he's not gonna change. Yeah, he's <laughs> not he's not he changing. It's tough though for Pascal because I think Wiseman's kind of that guy now. Like if they're gonna yes, have to fit yes, who to right, play, right. it's like you're right. I don't know if I'd pick either one, but it's like you just you gotta play Wiseman, right? Like he's uh, he's just he's the big off the bench next season, like you're saying. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about Wiseman. So yeah, my bad. Wiseman. <laughs> forgot about him already. No, but I'm but I'm saying like you can't like Pascal's cool as the gimmick five, small ball five, but you can't play him at the four next to Wiseman. My God, they might nah nah, you can't. You gotta <laughs> play him. You gotta play him at the five. I was thinking of a dude like in that second unit to go get a bucket, but that's that should be Wiseman. Uh you know who I really gotta see though, who kind of must be on this team next year is Alan Smiley Jeech. Like the hey, all right, all right. This is the perfect way to end the pod. Yep. All Does right. Smiley average 30 or 35 points a game next year? We're not. Oh, if you would have said seconds, I would have been like, oh. <laughs> G League. He's not even good in the G League, actually. Now that I said, now that I I, I watched him a few games, and I, unfortunately. Swing, swing and a miss. You you want Smiley. Andy, you want Smiley each on this team next year. You know I why? Know. You need something to complain about. I do. I do. Warriors fans what do love complain complaining. About? What were you complaining about? Warriors fans are turning to be like grandmothers. He'll be complaining <laughs> like about grandmothers. Uh, he'll be complaining <laughs> like, about geez. Mac Jones. Yeah, it'll, it will be Mac Jones. I've turned my attention elsewhere, Marcus. Listen, <laughs> if they draft Mac Jones, yo, <laughs> if they draft Mac Jones, I don't know what Kyle's doing, 
this is so not like a Lil Wayne fan pick, right? Like, this is a Sweet Home Alabama fan pick. Like, you can't name your son after Wheezy and pick Mac Jones. Like, you just can't do it. I think that's the part we'll cut. I think that's the part we'll cut on the timeline. That's the part after an hour of Warriors talk. Appreciate you, Marcus. Thanks, Marcus. No problem. Thank you. Have a good way off. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.